Hi, and welcome to Hootcast, a podcast where we explore the unexpected ways that brands are using social for their business. My name is Emily. And my name is Liam. In this episode, we will be chatting with May Youssef, social and digital marketing manager for major restaurant brand, The Keg. She's going to tell us how The Keg uses surprise and delight moments to create conversation, excitement, and advocacy around their brand. We also have Nick Martin, Hootsuite's social engagement coordinator, who will be taking us through some strategies and best practices for social listening and engagement. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Hootcast. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, so May, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no worries. To get started, can you give us a little bit of a background on your role at the keg? Sure. Yeah. So my official title at the keg is social and digital marketing manager. So there is a ton included in that. Our uh, our marketing team we're about seven people big, so we run pretty lean here. But my day to day, for the most part, includes uh, managing all our social media platforms, which is Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn. Also executing all our paid advertising on these channels and developing uh, strategic proposals for all our online communications and social media activations. And this is done at both a local and national level because we are across Canada and we do have a number of stores in the States. And, you know, they all have different needs and objectives and goals out there. Um, Big part of my day-to-day also includes monitoring effective benchmarks and best practices um, for measuring the impact of our social media campaigns. Speaking to your national campaign that you guys are running right now, can you tell us a little bit about your Why Not Tonight campaign? Yeah, so this one is, is really exciting for us. From research, we know that naturally we're a place that people go to celebrate these big occasions in their lives, whether it's like birthdays or anniversaries, weddings, um, and really everything in between. Why Not Tonight was kind of this natural transition from um, our past campaigns where we said to see you tonight, which was really just, you know, come in and celebrate those occasions with us. But then, you know, when we really got down to it in the heart of it, we thought every day there are thousands and millions of occasions that are so small and people might not recognize them as these celebratory moments. But I think we started to realize that, you know, there's something we're celebrating in, in these everyday occasions. So yeah, that's, that's the Why Not Tonight uh, campaign. So in terms of the campaign objectives for the Why Not Tonight campaign, what are what are some of your KPIs for that? Yeah, so the Why Not Tonight campaign is really just getting the awareness out there as much as we can and really talking about these everyday occasions. One of the ways we do this is through surprise and delight. So we use our social listening tool, which is Hootsuite, and we have these streams set up where we monitor keywords and to find these really meaningful conversations or posts online that users are having or really excited uh, about. Maybe there's a small win that they had in that day. And we reward them with a gift card to the keg to celebrate that moment. For us, it's all about just finding those everyday occasions and then turning them into celebratory moments. You mentioned the the surprise and delight, and that's something that we here at Hootsuite have heard a lot about, and it's probably like a very day-to-day term for you guys there as well. For our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the term surprise and delight, could you tell us what that what that means? Yeah, for us simply, it's really just a strategy in which, you know, we find groups or individuals and we randomly select them to receive a gift card um, from us uh, that they can use at any keg across the country to enjoy, you know, that uh, that moment or, or occasion that we've just rewarded them for. 
Is there anyone that you're targeting in particular, or are you just looking across the board for a big range of different types of customers? We definitely look at people who have engaged with us in the past because we know that they're, you know, they have some affinity for the brand. They already know what we're about and who we are and they've been with us and had Primer with us and, you know, they shared a photo on Twitter. For days like National Primer Day, we'll actually go back and see what these people have been up to and invite them back for Primer on us. We also look um, for people who really haven't interacted with us before but are having like a really great day or a really great moment. We had this one where this guy had two chip bags out of the vending machine when he only paid for one and it was the first time he was visiting Toronto and he was like so excited about Toronto and just the city so we thought why not elevate that even more and have this really great dinner experience on top of you know his snack earlier in the day. Yeah I love that you guys are looking at both people that are aware of your brand and that are maybe you know advocates or customers and then also looking at people that maybe don't know who you guys are or aren't regulars. Yeah, we look at the ambassadors kind of like our bread and butter. They're the ones that really look forward to joining us. And we still absolutely think that they deserve to be celebrated and that they should have their their moments as well. So, um, you know, we, we love rewarding them every opportunity uh, we get. In your uh, new campaign, why did you choose to include surprise and delight as such like a key part of the strategy? You know, we wanted to be a bit more playful uh, in the way that we were talking to our guests. And we didn't want it to just be this one-way communication where maybe they were just using Twitter to say, um, you know, I didn't have a great experience here. And then we would talk to them that way. I think it was about taking our brand and taking the perception of, you know, we're just a place to celebrate the birthdays or the anniversaries and really turning it into this um, everyday thing. Um, so we found that, you know, the people that we engage with who don't expect us to engage with them actually create more of a loyalty to us. You know, I surprised the first time we ever did a surprise and delight was for a CFL program that we were doing. And it wasn't for, you know, these celebratory moments. It was just um, we have a partnership with the CFL and we wanted to award some some fans with some tickets that we had. And this person that we rewarded to has become our biggest advocate on Twitter. This person is literally retweeting, talking to us every moment that they get. Anytime we talk to somebody else, they're, they're always right there. They're like our biggest advocate online. Could you dive into that surprise and delight moment a little bit more? Like, tell us, how did it start? What did you do? How did the kind of initial um, interaction, what did that look like? We had a contest going on online, and it was and it was all around the word, like, keg size, hashtag keg size. And we were asking people to engage with this retweet mechanism that we had. Uh, we, You know, we had an overwhelming number of responses, and uh, we gave out a number of tickets. But then we thought... It would be kind of cool to look at the people who sort of engaged with the with the with the hashtag and started conversations offside on their own with maybe a friend or or maybe they were really excited about you know one aspect of the contest but maybe they didn't enter or or whatever it was and I think this particular person started tagging his friends and started sharing memories and then he was like uh, you know making jokes and we thought. Wouldn't it be cool to just give him a pair of tickets? He's definitely not expecting it. The contest was over, but we actually had um, a few extra tickets that had come up. We thought, what better way to share those tickets than with this person who is just like over the moon? And so we had actually uh, given him the tickets, and then we had invited him into the keg. And now every year um, when we have any sort of CFL activation coming up, he's always like the first person I go to for to use as an ambassador because he just he loves the keg so much, but he's also this like huge CFL advocate. So it's just like the best of both worlds. 
I love that social is a way for you guys to really like personalize your brand that way. You're able to kind of extend those on the ground, offline experiences through social. For sure. We also have another example, um, but this one was, it was pretty recent. Um, there was this recovering cancer patient out in Halifax and he had tweeted something like, when I'm done my treatment, the first thing I want to do is grab a steak dinner. And steak dinner is one of our keywords, so we were actually able to pick up that conversation using our streams on Hootsuite. And I thought it would be really nice to just really simply and very humbly just extend a gift card to him and invite him in for a dinner once the treatment was completed. So we did that, which is so easy for us to do, but made a world of difference for him. He ended up being like a really big pillar of the community uh, where he lives. And we had over, I think it was like over 60 retweets on, on when we, you know, when we reached out to him and we had people commenting back saying like, wow, you know, the keg class act, you know, we can't wait to go there. And even the managers from that, that Halifax store were reaching out to us, letting us know. So, I mean, that isn't happening, you know, all the time, but when it does, it's certainly very exciting for us and really just hits home on what we're trying to accomplish with this program. That definitely is the the example of what these moments can can bring. It's it's easy to do on your end when it just seems like an interaction over Twitter, but for someone out there, it means quite a bit and it could balloon into something that's more than just a, a gift card. Yeah. You said uh, you're following some unbranded key- keywords for your gift card giveaways. What kind of keywords yep. do you search for to find people and, and what hashtags and what's the strategy there? Yeah, we like our biggest stream that we use, uh, we use keywords around win. So like whether hashtag win or winning or, you know, one, things like that. Because we find that, you know, those are often the, the quirkiest moments that are coming up. But then, you know, we follow things like birthdays, anniversaries. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but steak dinners. So there are a number of streams we have set up with words like that. And the parameters, um, we use parameters on, on all the streams as well. So they're set up to look at the cities that our kegs are in. So, you know, we're not only just looking at keywords, but we're making sure that the people that we're talking to do, in fact, you know, are able to get to a keg if we do give them a gift card. And uh, so it makes you know, it just makes for a well-rounded campaign. Do you guys have a criteria for picking a person or people to give a gift card to when you're looking through all those streams? We really don't. It's just, it's about those moments that they're really excited about that maybe they don't realize are warrant a celebration and rewarding those. I think those are the, those are the most, the most unsuspecting users are, are the ones that really truly make it the biggest impact in the program. But as far as you know, a certain number that we have to hit every day or every week or every month. It's really sky's the limit. It's, um, it's as often as we see them and, uh, and we go from there. Nice. So you're really looking at moments rather than kind of specific people um, and just For letting sure. those kind of naturally come up and then engage with them when it makes sense to. Yeah, absolutely. How are you measuring your campaign success? Like what, what are the metrics? Right now, I mean, we've seen a lift in engagement, especially on Twitter when we do this. One thing that is worth noting that I think is pretty interesting is we are looking to have trackable gift cards created. So, so these gift cards that we're sending out now are, you know, our national ones, but we think it would be really great, especially as this program is growing and gaining legs and uh, really taking off to create these gift cards that are trackable that when we're giving out, we can see exactly what was redeemed. And that, that's something that's with social, the people are, social teams all over are looking to do is really like sell that ROI of social. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the toughest things to track. For sure. 
And I think, I mean, we're always looking at share of voice online and we're always looking at sentiment, um, which isn't a perfect science, but uh, just looking at generally how people feel towards us, especially in the, in the social atmosphere. So for any companies out there who are looking to humanize their brand through interactions like this, do you have any tips or can you speak to the value of adopting a strategy like this? I think you definitely have to be invested. I mean, the monitoring for us, I, I sometimes I look at it for half an hour in one day and sometimes it can really just take up my entire day if, if we find stuff that we're really, really excited about. And, you know, how do we go beyond just giving a gift card? But I think you really just have to have the passion. You have to have a good strategy. What, what are you hoping to achieve with the actual program? Um, you have to set up, I think, the social listening tool. We couldn't do it without it. And, you know, we set up the right keywords, I think, for the for the conversation that we're trying to find and we set up the right parameters. So you really just have to figure out what the right the what the right words are, what the right conversation is, who you're looking to engage um, and stick to it. Because, you know, there are days where, you know, we don't find a ton of conversation that we're excited about or that we're extremely interested in. But then there are days that uh, it pays off in spades. So it's the consistency, it's the passion. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think social listening is something that we always recommend to our audience when we're talking about strategy, because it's just so important in terms of learning about your customers, who you should be talking to, when you should be talking to them. Absolutely. Well, I think that's all the questions that we have for you today, May. Uh, we just want to thank great. you for taking the time to talk to us. You've given us some uh, great examples of how surprise and delight and social listening can really uh, create those moments and humanize your brand. Yeah, my pleasure. Here in the studio with me today, I have uh, Nick Martin. Nick is our social engagement coordinator here at Hootsuite, and he's going to be talking a little bit about uh, social engagement and social listening. So thank you for joining me today, Nick. Thanks for having me. Uh, To get started, would you be able to sum up for us quickly what your role entails and a little bit about your day-to-day work here at Hootsuite? Yeah, for sure. So as a social engagement coordinator, I'm the conversation on behalf of the brand. And uh, so I do social listening, I do engagement. So any conversation coming from Hootsuite, like at Hootsuite, is, uh, that's coming through me. So you'll be, if you tweet Hootsuite, you're going to be talking to me. So this is the guy. <laughs> Why does social listening matter today? Like social listening for a company? Yeah, social listening is important just because, one, you get to see what's going on around your brand. So mentions is one thing. So someone say, for example, I'm setting up keyword streams for people saying just the word Hootsuite. That way I'm tracking what people are saying to us, but also about us. People could be saying something like, should I be using Hootsuite or should I be using some other social media platform? And then I have the opportunity to maybe reach out and say, hey, like if you're interested, why don't you come talk to us? Yeah, so just like having your ear to the ground on like the sentiment around your brand and maybe intercepting those conversations where someone... Yeah, even more so. um, So many businesses and marketing teams, they kind of look just at themselves. They're focused just on themselves. What are we doing? How can we do better? But you get the full picture when you're running social listening and you're paying attention to what your customers are saying, what your audience is saying, what potential customers are saying. And what your competitors it, might be saying. Exactly, what your competitors are saying. Because you need to see, okay, well, what's working for them? Are we losing customers to X company? Or what are they doing that we can maybe piggyback on a little bit? Things like that. In social engagement and social listening, how do you measure success? 
Um, so with social listening, it's a little bit tough because it's really uh, qualitative. It's really education that you're getting. Um, so you're learning, you're getting a full understanding of what people are saying. Um, for engagement, I use MRMs as my main KPI, main way of proving success. And what an MRM is, it's, it's a metric that we've created here at Hootsuite, and that stands for Meaningful Relationship Moment. And that is really just, it's when we move someone along the customer journey a little bit, just through our engagements. And maybe they go from awareness to consideration to purchase to advocacy is my final goal. I want people to be talking about Hootsuite. I want them to be sharing about us and, and really just be excited about the brand. So if someone's sad and they tweet at Hootsuite, you say, they're upset about something. Well, something may have gone wrong with their billing, for example. We reach out and say, hey, what's going on? You know, we hear you. Let's solve this right now. And then they go turn around and say, hey, wow, thanks you so much for the customer support. That was great. That would be an MRM. And I, th- I think that's Im- important to note because someone's having a problem or maybe, you know, they had a bad experience. Twitter's often the, f- the place where they'll first reach out yeah. or go to maybe even just complain about your brand without it even actually being at your brand. And so I guess if you're not listening to those, being you're not going to be able to turn those negative sentiments into an experience where th- something might have gone a little, a little better. Yeah, 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 exactly. You want to try and turn them around. What are some of your favorite strategies for monitoring these conversations and engaging Yeah, so I've been working in social for a while now. And even before I came to Hootsuite, I was working with Hootsuite. I was working in the dashboard. Um, So before I came here, I was in the beer industry. I was running social media for a craft brewery, uh, a local craft brewery. And uh, things that I did there is I would, well, first off, you want to set up and listen for mentions. Okay, that's your first thing. That's going to be the the low-hanging fruit, I'd say. Uh, next, you want to be looking at brand mentions and keywords, um, kind of relevant keywords. One thing I did when I was in the beer industry, trying to drive people into the into the brewery and come actually in and visit us. Um, I set up geolocations, sorry, geosearches, 10 kilometers around the brewery, anybody searching for the word beer with a question mark. So anybody asking about beer, what beer should I be drinking today? Where should I go for a beer? Is there any good patios for a beer around here? It created a lot of engagement opportunities where I could then reach out on behalf of the brewery uh, with our Twitter channel and uh, reach out and say, hey, guys, well, it looks like you're looking for a beer. I know a place where you could come have a beer. Why don't you come here and Nick's going to set you up with a taster. Come say hi. So for any place that's like a brick and mortar, like a actual location, yeah. just using the geolocating and mentions and searching maybe the keywords that mm-hmm. are related to your business is a good way to like listen to what's out there. Yeah, that worked really well for me. Um, if you're not a brick and mortar, uh, setting up, again, keyword searches for event hashtags, so re- relevant events that are going on. So say, or say you're Hootsuite and social media week's going on. You want to be keeping an eye on that. You want to be engaging with people who are tweeting about social media week. Do you respond to everyone who mentions at you or at Hootsuite or at a particular brand? Or is there a process sort of to pick and choose who you engage with? From from my side of things, uh, I don't respond to every single mention. Uh, Thankfully, we have a big support team. So Hootsuite Help uh, answers every support query from Hootsuite side of things, from my side of things, uh, everything that's not support queries is kind of my domain. And there are a lot of times where I won't respond. There's certain people that are just trying to troll us. Or we also get a lot of people sharing our blog. So people will say, oh, check out this new blog via Hootsuite. Sometimes every now and then I'll say, hey, thanks for sharing. Appreciate that. And, you know, keep an eye out for that. But um, really the ones I'm looking for, the engagement opportunities I'm looking for are times where I can build a stronger relationship through the brand. 
So any parting wisdom you could give to other practitioners out there uh, around social engagement or social listening? I know you've given us a lot of great stuff already. Yeah, uh, some of the things that I always recommend is make sure that the customer comes first. Um, you know, offer positive brand experience. Make sure that the customer is leaving every conversation being like better than they came in. Um, there is that. I'd also say just have fun. You know, it, it's, you're talking to other people. Social media is meant to be social. So I think that uh, engagement is one of the most important things about social media. Um, you get to build these relationships through each conversation you have, through every you know reply tweet you send. And I think that I won't say don't take yourself too seriously, but just realize that you're a human. You're talking to other human beings. Just have a little bit of fun with it. Talk to them like you're sitting next to them at the bar or something like that, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was a bartender. I worked in the beer industry, <laughs> right? That's how I always kind of think about yeah. it. I'm always happy to talk to someone it new. It is just and conversation. They're just new friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Nick, so much for uh, coming in and speaking with us about this. Uh, I think you've given us a lot of great examples and, and some tips around social listening and social engagement. Hey, thanks for having me. That was Nick Martin, our social engagement coordinator, talking on the importance of social listening and engaging with your audience. If you want to learn more on how to use social listening for your business, we've included some links in the show notes to some helpful blog posts on the topic. We would also like to thank May Yusuf, Social and Digital Marketing Manager at The Keg, for joining us on the show to tell us about how they use surprise and delight to win new fans for their brand. So that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.